Hey everyone, welcome to 12 Questions. This is Anna Valenzuela, and I'm very excited to introduce my co-host, Mr. Dave Yates. Hey everybody, good to be here. Good to talk to y'all. You wanna do that uh, clarity statement? Sure can. Welcome to 12 Questions. We believe that growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences with guests who do the same. We're not affiliated with AA, NA, or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We're simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to give hope to anyone struggling. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves by listening. Yay! Dave, we're going to lightning round this one. Lightning so round. I'm going to let you take the lead. Yeah. Uh, we always let guests introduce themselves. So who are we speaking with today? Hi, this is Dwayne Duke of, uh, of Ohio. I hope everyone's doing all right. I'm a comedian and a, uh, and a podcaster and a, and a travel enthusiast. I, uh, I'm not a sober person, but I have friends that are, and I... Uh, I like to have a good time. Yeah. Good. I, 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 lo I, love I think Dwayne. I just read you my Tinder bio. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I love Dwayne. Dwayne is super funny. And I've never, I've never heard being a road comic referred to as travel enthusiast. It does sound a little bit better than road dog. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Word. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a travel enthusiast. I'm gonna start saying that. I mean, well, do people think you don't get paid for your travel enthusiasm? Are you like I'm a travel enthusiast who gets paid, baby? Oh, uh, I like to say it like, oh, I go on a lot of road trips because it explains the bank account at the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> also explains the like late night. Uh, Talkies dinners. I'm 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 famous for a uh, getting talkie talkies and some sort of terrible caffeinated beverage, eating like a monster on the road. Oh yeah, there is a there is a gas station it just just between Lincoln and Omaha, Nebraska that I stopped at no less than twenty times. Um, to the point that the woman recognized me once, and I was like, <laughs> okay, wow, all right, our relationship has gone way too far, ma'am. I don't know if I can come back. <laughs> Station best friends. <laughs> That's the podcast everyone needs is um, favorite gas stations because me and my roommate have had uh, lengthy conversations about our favorite gas stations in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Speedway man myself. I'm a Speedway man. Oh, oh, I've got I've got all the memberships because you have to. Yeah, you, you have them you, speedy you, points. You, you need the points. Um, yeah, I, I switched to Shell recently because uh, with my cell phone, I get 10 cents off. <gasps> Ooh. Upgrading in the world. You're going to be, you, you're, right? you're going to become a traveling expert soon with that Shell card. Well, and it's also more oh, ecologically I... friendly because BP's done a lot of terrible things to like neighborhoods and all kinds of stuff. So Shell's actually the preferred gas station I know of for a lot of people. <laughs> This went yeah. to a, like a ten, weird ten, ten, ten cents is, is is what I believe is the dif differentiating factor when you're on the road. Like if I can get gas ten cents cheaper, it's like I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what the gas company is. That's true. I I, oh. I love I love doing something because I'm cheap, but having like a, a backup reason that makes me sound like a saint. Cheap, cheap with convictions. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Cheap with Conviction. That's the name of my next album. I, I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> We're going to hop into these questions. <laughs> Are you ready for question number one? I am. All right. What, is, what does surrender look like to you? Um, like, uh, for me, it feels more like coming to terms and being at peace with things. Like just... Hmm acknowledging, you know, what you can and can't do just and say, I, I can't do this. I have to give this up. Um, mm. There, there are things that you, that you can and can't do. And, you know, if it's something that's hurting you or it's just beyond your control or it's just beyond the pale of what you're willing to put up with, you just surrender it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's especially uh, it's hard to it's hard to just admit that something needs to be surrendered to like whatever it is like it's hard to be like all right here's the white flag i'm waving it let's let's try to work on acceptance yeah that's uh for me it's an actual i can physically feel surrender in my body like i can just be like like oh we're done just like it's this it's this weird thing that i watch for because once I feel it, powerful things in my life happen, which is really exciting. Um, and it's usually on the edge of something like really insane, you know? Um, speaking of insanity, what's been the most <laughs> insane moment um, that you've had sort of in your life journey? Good or bad insane? Any uh, type of insane? Well, I flipped a truck off a bridge when I was, uh, when I was 21 and that got me in a stand-up comedy. Um, <laughs> that sentence though that's your twitter bio <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing how did that get you into stand-up comedy because i finally like gave up the fear that stand-up would kill me i mean <gasps> once you get fished out of a out of a river in florida there's so oh. few things you're terrified of oh it's worse in florida why did florida make it worse uh, just be, just, just being Florida, in Florida is fucking ugh. yeah, Florida. <laughs> uh, it was it was like a downtown river in Tampa, and uh, I mean it was only a thirty five foot bridge, so only. you know I survived. Only. And, uh, Florida has some bridges that cross the two hundred feet mark. Oh yeah, God! So comparatively speaking, that is a, a below average size uh, 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 Florida bridge. Yeah, you know, it's just your your everyday average thirty five foot bridge. Um, I looked at the damage the other day because the ten year anniversary was last month, actually. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, every year on that day, I sort of I take a peek at what happened. And I look at my truck, and there's there's a picture online of of a man holding my truck up uh, on the back of a um, of a tow truck that they use to fish it out. He's just standing next to it like he caught the biggest whale. <gasps> I'm just like, dude. <laughs> like a I was in that. Kinda. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Jaws, like the end of Jaws, or the, actually the beginning where they're pulling like uh, pulling sharks out of the water. That's crazy. I just imagine yeah. him, him getting naked like the Jimmy John's guy and like laying on your truck and taking the picture. You know that famous fucking shitbag Jimmy John's like catches a shark picture that went around when Jimmy John's was uh was catching heat. I yeah. don't remember. You know this. the craziest part about that? Oh, this was like uh six fifteen, sixteen. Uh we were we weren't 
we hadn't gone down the moral slope that America has hit today, but like we were, we were just lubing up and hopping on the slide. <laughs> we had, we had douched. We were ready. We were prepared. We only knew. <laughs> See, the worst part about that day is I got yelled at by the nurse. <gasps> what? I, I, was sit- I, I was sitting in the hospital and, you know, she comes in and she's just like, she was just complaining about her whole day and her whole deal. And um, I was like, yeah, I've had a real rough one. And she goes, oh, what are you in for? And I was like, oh, I was in a little car accident this morning. And she goes, oh, well, I mean, a couple lacerations. It obviously could have been a lot worse. We turned the news on. I don't know why we turned the news on. I watch cartoons. I'm an adult. Uh, <laughs> the news comes on. <laughs> and she goes, I was behind that accident. I didn't it but i got stuck behind it for 45 minutes but i was like oh i was also involved in that accident <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so did she yell at you yeah, after that did, 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 yeah did she was like you made me almost late for my shift where i have to take care of you yeah no she was she um i think she caught herself in the middle when she realized that she was yelling at you know, one, a patient, to a patient that was just in a truck accident that involved uh, a water landing. <laughs> but she went in pretty hard to start. That is crazy. I have, wait, I have questions. Did you, like, uh, action movie have to bust out a window and get out, or did you just, like, open the door? Uh, or did you crawl out an open oh, window? I feel like your windows were open. My so my my driver's side window shattered. Um, my passenger actually pulled a real move and he kicked the windshield out. Uh, uh, and we, we talked about surrender like a little moment. I honestly thought I had killed a man right then, and I was like, you know what? I am not going to jail, so we're just going to breathe this out underwater. Uh, turns out that makes you float. And I looked over and I saw him, and I was like, okay. All right, he's alive. I'm alive. Things could be a lot worse than they are right now. And then, um, and there's a funny video of Tampa Fire Rescue um, fishing me out. Literally, they had I don't swim, so they had to throw me a, a life ring. And I'm like, I'm doing cute little kicks trying to get over to their boat. Oh my God, you can't swim. Can you swim now? Do you want me to teach you how to swim? Come to California, Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, I just I stay away from natural bodies of water. It's so much easier. I, I would say so. I would say uh, an accident like that would inform your decisions uh, surrounding water. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm glad you're here and 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 you live to tell about it. But it's got. I mean, some of these big things like that's got to inform how you make decisions. So, like on a day to day basis, Dwayne, how do you make decisions? Um, I I'm like super type A. I'm super practical. I think. Uh, what is this going to do for me? Is is this going to make me money? Is this going to cost me money? Like, how long do I need to get this done? And then um, I say, screw it. Let's have fun. Uh. <laughs> it saves. I kind of do the same thing. I mill over things. I write co- pros and cons lists. I talk to everybody. I pray and meditate on it. And then at the end of the day, something happens in my heart and I go, fuck it. And then I just do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many times have you gotten to the end of a very long pro and con list? And everything and everything on paper says do the opposite. And they're like, well, you know, I'm going to do what I want. 
<laughs> but this yeah. is an exercise for an hour. Honestly, like. Yes, a lot, especially, I mean, I have, I've, 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 what they go long-term recovery and I do that. I've done that a few times and weirdly I've stuck the landing on a lot of stuff, but when the results are not as expected or they are as expected, like it turned out really bad. Um, I just sort of get into the, again, back to surrender of like, well, you, how did you think that was going to turn out? <laughs> You did all the research, bitch. It was bad. <laughs> but I I love that. I love, you know, it takes a lot of like self-knowledge to get to to do that, to to take those internal surveys. Um, we would call those in the 12-step world an inventory. Um, so with that in mind, what's the most interesting thing that you've learned about yourself as you take those like pros cons lists and and go over like how you make those decisions, whether or not they're well-informed or just like fuck it decisions. Um, I think something that comes up the most is like, well, what else could I do right then? And would that be as as much fun with that? Like what else could I be doing right now? And I, I've learned that life is short. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that, that the truck guy's gonna tell me that life is short and I can only I can only live for now and you know I need to do everything in my power to make sure that I'm not shortening my life but there's no reason for me to make it boring yeah yeah I think uh one my I, and I think it was an economist that I and I can't remember his name quite right now but my favorite my favorite quote of recent years is you can always make more money you can't make more time you know, Ooh. when you're faced, what was it they said that no, no one ever, no one ever gets to the end of their life and wishes they spent more time at the office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, I was talking to a friend uh, just last night about uh, she's got a couple job offers and one of them, they're both for more money, but one of them's going to involve like managing 200 people. Uh, and, and a lot of stress. And the other one is just going to be more money to kind of have the same pace of work that she's has right now. And, and I told her, it's just like, you know, like, why would you want to kill your free time in, 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 in the middle of your thirties? Like you're, you're already going to get a pay increase. You know, the, it's like life is incredibly too short. I mean, stay away from Florida and your life expectancy increases, but just in general, <laughs> just in in general it's just like it is too short and and it's like too like from a comedy standpoint as well like i maybe you can relate Dwayne, but it's like you reach a point where like driving 15 hours to make a hundred dollars is just you're like man i can't i can't do that shit anymore like i I, i've done it Uh, admittedly i've done it more times than i'd like to, to care care to admit but like you you come to a point where you're like my time is very valuable on a human level I, I want us to, um, I'm going to ask my math, my math nerd comedian friends to create like uh, an equation for like distance plus pay, you know, like, like pay equals distance plus, uh, you know, annoyance plus quality of gig. And like that you can, you can whittle down something into like a quantifiable, um, I'm in a math class in college right now, so that's what's coming out of my brain. Um, but uh, oh, quantitative, <laughs> yes, quantitative analysis on on oh no, there are gigs where I was just like, this gig could get me something, and it could be very good, but most likely it will be the absolute worst. It will be 
you know, uh, there are places that I hate driving through. Like I love Atlanta comedians. I despise driving to Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is such a wonderful city. Getting there is fucking hell. Oh, just like, just like Austin, just like, mm. um, oh, uh, oh, I drove cross country in 2019, which I have to stop calling last year. Uh, <laughs> I do the uh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I drove from Boston to Seattle and, you know, I went the long way. And in the middle of it, I was like, there are parts of this that are very worth it, but there are parts of this that are not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I had a, uh, I blew out a tire and had to sleep in Zion National Park. <gasps> oh, God. Well, that's a beautiful oh, place. To beautiful. Yeah. But still, yeah. sleeping in your car is a bummer. Like, unless you have a really good car sleep setup, which I'm certain you might. Um, oh. <laughs> in my old days of, of road gigging, I uh, I very much, like, I set, I set up my car like it, like it was the absolute best. I, I could live in my car for days and days. And my mom was like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, carpe diem, lady. Carpe diem. Yeah, right. Carpe <laughs> the fuck out of this diem. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, question number five, Dwayne, is how honest are you with yourself and others? Um, I am honest to a fault with my friends. Um, it has gotten me into some troubles because Ooh. I tell them, I tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Um, ah, yeah. I, Can you give an example without without uh, specifics? Oh, um, we we can. Um, I have a friend who uh, who went through a rough patch, and she changed her life, and she, you know, she went from the tech sector to you know more of the gig work sector and finally we talked and i was like hey you need you need access to healthcare. you need certain things that you're not getting as a gig employee why not look into going back to the tech and seeing seeing if something's better for you like the the culture and the environment of the world has changed now and you know she messaged me she goes i found a part-time thing you know it's a contract I'm not required to be anywhere. It's better pay. It's less stress than I was useful than I was used to. And it also is in the mental health field so I can help other people. And like, that was the thing that we, it took us a few months to get there, but we finally got there. Like, this is what, this would be a really good move for you. Yeah, nice. I I, I, pr- I pride myself in terms of when I talk to people that are either seeking counsel or advice. You know, I don't know everything, and I'm not always going to say the right thing. But I, I I tell people like, look, I I can't promise you're going to like what I have to say, but I can promise I'll be honest with you. You know, like, and I'm not trying to hurt nobody with that statement, but it's just like, like a lot of the times, I, like I'll get messages, uh, you know, and people inquiring about recovery. And I'm just like, yeah, I have, I, I, I'll answer all the questions that you want. I cannot promise that you'll like what I have to say. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm not and I'm not here to to tell anybody their business or to label anybody anything. I'm just going to speak on my own life experience, but you might not that might not make you feel good. And and it's like I'm not trying to be mean or rude, but it's just like it's honesty. It's like the the way I see it is it does no good. It's like I don't want to be that guy who good sets his friends through life when they've just bombed. Oh, yeah. I heard uh, Bob the Drag Queen someday. I'm going to say future guest Bob the Drag Queen uh, say on 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 his YouTube channel um, uh, to the effect of uh, we have to stop. You have to stop lifting people up um, who don't deserve it because or who haven't earned it because you just kind of give them you give them like false hope. And this is like in context of drag race. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, yeah, babe, you look great. And it's like, no, you look like you're on fire. Don't do that anymore. Not good fire, bad fire, dumpster fire. You know, so I when I heard that, I was like, oh, OK, OK, little God chat. OK, little little universe tapping me on the shoulder and saying, no, don't don't do that. Just, you know, be honest. Don't be cruel. My sponsor always tells me, uh, say what you mean and mean what you say, but don't say it mean. Cause I, I tend to say it mean, I tend to be like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. That's dumb. And people don't, mm, people don't like that. <laughs> so, but that, that kind of gets to, um, okay. Honestly, we're moving so fast, Dave. We're killing it. Um, uh, okay. So <laughs> you honest- guys are really good at this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to put that in my pocket. I'm going to keep that for a later date. Like when I'm having tech <laughs> issues and I'm really all over the place or I'm asking a question eight times in a row. <laughs> Yeah, an, I, an hour from now when I hate <laughs> myself, I'll be like, oh, Dwayne thinks I was good. <laughs> I mean that. I don't know if Dave does, but I mean it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what is your level of like fear and anxiety in your life? That must be affected by the fact that you almost died. Like you had you had like a action movie Fast and the Furious near death experience. Yeah. So how do you experience anxiety today? Um. On a daily basis, I would say it is very low. I I am not a very anxious person. Um, I I am somewhat cautious in life. I do, you know, I I do take calculated risks, but I'm not a very anxious person. That's good. Yeah, you're not, um, not living so much in fear of what could happen. You're you're doing the research so you know what could happen and then making decisions. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the the fear thing, like there are things that I I'm genuinely afraid of. The things that I'm afraid of not happening scare me a lot more than that. Like what would you, what would you say some some of your fears are today? Um, I uh, and you guys might have felt this last year as well. Um, I felt that I was retired without my consent. Mm. Um, I felt that I had lost 10 years of my life and I, and all I had to show for it was, um, a box full of merch that I couldn't sell because we were all grounded. And I like, there was just, there was a big time where I was like, I just lost. Hello there. This is Nicole Yates, host of the DigiE podcast. Join me each Thursday as I talk to all sorts of interesting people from all over the place about food and life. Because really, isn't that all that matters anyway? That's every Thursday on the DigiE podcast. 
available everywhere you get your podcasts. And hey, did you eat? Everything overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I definitely had the uh, the realization. It's just like we go so hard at this gig. It's like I, I had to come to terms with the fact that like comedy is my job, but I am not my job. You know, like that helped, yeah. that helped me rise out of of feeling like I had just pissed away 10 years down the crapper. You know, it's you know, it's just it's something that I do, not something that I am. And I love it. I love it I, unconditionally. I love this shitty business. But like it is you know, I'm still Dave Yates at the end of the day. You can take comedy away from me and I'll go sell fucking cars. You know, I'll go sell, you know, I'll go sell advertising. It doesn't matter. You know, I'd prefer to be selling these jokes, but like I'm going to be okay. It's kind of like it took a while, you know, it took a few months into this fucking shit tunnel, but like that's, that's, oh, yeah, this awful panda sex. (laughs) (laughs) I've stopped calling it a pandemic. I am not because we don't respect it like one, so I've been calling it everything else. Panda sex is really funny because pandas don't want to have sex. Pandas, pandas are going out of their way to go and stink. They're just, they're just like, whatever. Like, like they have to be inseminated. They have to watch panda porn. They're so not into it. They're like, they're like, whatever the anti Cialis is, is a panda. (laughs) Yeah. Like what? (laughs) If you have no natural enemies, how are there more of you? I mean, humans, I don't know. It's, it's, I love what you guys, I love what you just said because I watched, you know, and I, I won't get into, I won't get into the, the dirt, the dirty details of it is like, I had, um, I had some health problems pre pandemic. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard all about them. So sorry. Um, I had some health problems a couple years before the pandemic and the, they pretty much got to a stopping point about six months before the pandemic started and the, the pandemic started. And so there was a part of me that was like, had gone through what you guys just described emotionally. And I am, um, I'm so glad that folks are getting there, getting to that place of like acceptance of um, like, you're, you're not, it's okay to grieve it. It's okay to grieve like what's going on, but you're, no one took anything away from you. And no matter what, you are a funny fucking creative person. And this is just a time to pivot, not necessarily the death of ego, you know? Yeah. I, um, that's what I, I've said the past uh, 50 some odd weeks doing like figure out what my next act is and that's actually um, a little inside baseball for anyone listening uh, I, I was a little bit of a total diva today I, I was a little bit inconvenient uh, because I had to meet with a lawyer because I'm restructuring my finances in the hopes of one day being uh, able to open a venue because I want to I want to have a space out there for comics like me mm-hmm. who are like you know road acts who just uh, travel enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And who maybe have to claw. Like, I, I know, I know I've talked to some LBGTQ comics that have had like um, experiences similar to like w- what women have, where it's like convincing a club that you can draw and convincing a club that you're good. <laughs> it's sometimes a little hard because they're just like, we book the same kind of guy over and over, you know? So I love that. 
I saw a promo yesterday for a club that I that I really liked, and I thought they'd put the same guy. I thought someone had screwed up, and it was just the same person four times. I was like, oh, you should definitely check the work. And I like looked at it again. I was like, oh no, it's not the same person. It's just the same kind of person. <gasps> anyway. Uh, it's it's if there's if there's no no opportunities being given, then you need to create your own. You yeah. know, and and you uh you you helped create a comedy festival too, didn't you not, Dwayne? If my memory serves me correct. Yeah, I'm uh, the executive producer of the Midwest Queer Comedy Festival. Uh, we're going into our third year. Um, yes. It's a uh, it is an experience. It is. I've learned a lot. Um, I've, I've learned that so many people are open to this being a thing. Um, mm-hmm. They, some people were like happy that it was a thing that, that they like, it never occurred to them that it wasn't a thing before. Um, and I, I get that. Like sometimes when, uh, let, let's say, let's say like this. So say you, you go to a high school and everyone that you encounter at that high school, you know, lives on the same street. And then you meet a kid that lives miles and miles away or, or like across town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like everyone you hang out with lives on the same street. And there's a kid that lives across town. So he has to catch two buses to get into school every day. And you're like, oh, well, why, why don't you get home and watch Pokemon after school like the rest of us do? And uh, he's like, because I'm on a bus. <laughs> it took me longer to get here. Yeah. Wow. And you don't think about that he didn't get a chance to watch a thing that you all watched, you know, because, mm. you know, you see him in these spaces and you're like, yeah, you go to the school, you, you clearly have the same life I do. Yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody doesn't realize uh, that every individual is fighting a hundred battles that you can't see, you know? Yeah. Like th- there, there's, there needs to be a lot more grace as far as I have to conjure it up in my brain when I'm interacting even with people that I don't particularly care for or think that don't deserve it, there's still like, it. it's like this. It's like when someone cuts you off on the highway and you're like, fuck, that asshole. But like, it, it is not likely, but it is possible that that person's trying to rush to the hospital for a loved one. It's, just, it's, it's, it's probably just because they suck at driving but like if I can get my head in a space to just try to have compassion, you know, it's a practice, mm-hmm. you know, and it just it, it just it helps me at least attempt to understand or em- empathize with, you know, people that are, you know, not me. Yeah. Perspective taking, baby. It's like knowing. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, wait a minute. Like maybe this perspective is completely different from mine. And I think we all struggle with it. It's definitely something I would like to work on in myself. Like, you know, I have, I, I have a rough background, even pre-comedy. I did jobs that were like rough. Like I've been bitten. I've had to like tackle people, you know what I mean? <laughs> to like, to like uh, do my job. And uh, I forget sometimes I have some like bougie comedian friends. It's like I can walk into a club, look around and know exactly who's never had a real job. You know what I mean? I'm really like, oh, OK. Not that it's not a real job. Sorry. What I mean is 
knowing who, who never had a non-performing job yeah yeah who's never had a job that's like you know fucking clocking in and feeling dead blue, at the end never, of the day never had a blue collar job blue collar job exactly exactly and 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 i'm trying to have a little more empathy because sometimes i'm just there is a part of me that self-righteousness or um ego or some other character defect really pops in and and that that brings us to our next question like what what's one thing that you um would like to change about yourself um i believe there was a song in the 90s that summed it up as i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller i wish i had a rabbit and a hat and a collar wish i had a oh yeah 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 um wait six point what was the next line (laughs) something about being six foot four and a girl i would call her i don't know yes that's the one yes yeah yes yes yes. oh my gosh um oh is by skilo okay and it's wish I wish, okay, and the full lyrics are, let me pull them up here, this <gasps> is the beauty of it, I wish I was like, uh, no, no, I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her, I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a 6'4 Impala. Yeah, 6'4 Impala, I'm gonna let you know right now, we have, we're on a, a Spotify affiliate with this podcast, I can put this song in this episode, I'm just letting you know, we can make this happen. <laughs> That, that should be how we write out. Yeah, that, that's that. That'll be the fade out to. The that'll end. be the fade out. I know. I know what I. I know what I would like to change. Um, I wish I. I would like to have more follow through in my daily life, in my personal life. Um, I. I realized over the past year that I really neglected a lot of the personal things that you're supposed to do while you're while, while you're being a person growing up you know like mm. like my my tw- my 20s and like my 20s are over my 30s are just starting um i didn't date my 20s i didn't i didn't date anyone i didn't meet anyone i dated someone last year and discovered i'm aromantic so i was like cool 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 uh wait aromantic <laughs> explain explain i have to hear about this uh, so aromanticism is, it's on the, it's on that like sexuality and attraction spectrum. Uh, so I don't typically develop romantic feelings for another person. Um, like oh. I, I may wish to spend time with them. I may desire to, you know, be with them and I, you know, I, I definitely will find myself attracted to them, but I, you know, that, that, uh, that endless love that people talk about. Yeah. Basically, any emotion that Adele has ever had, I don't have that. <laughs> well, I wonder that because I feel I feel Adele I, I feel Adele emotionality at the beginning of connection, but I can't tell if it's that I'm aromantic or if I just grow tired of my partners. <laughs> <laughs> like all those all those feelings where she's like i've been hurt and i'm like really because i just had chili fries <laughs> you know, this is fascinating so like being an aromantic i and I, 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 I this the, the preface of this question is just like i have you know i'm learning so forgive me if this is a silly question but do you not experience heartbreak the same as 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 someone who's not aromantic um, I don't know that I experience the same as as uh, other people, because um, you know they're, they're like anything else. It's it's a it's a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. So you know, I 
if someone were to break up with me and they gave me a, a good reason, like they didn't want, you know, they're like, Hey, this is run our course. That is a perfectly valid reason for me for things to be over. Uh-huh. Um, like if you like if you say, hey, I just I don't think we should do this anymore. Like it might uh, for a couple of days. It's like, hey, I enjoyed hanging out with you. I really like the sex. I I like making plans with you. It's nice to split dinner every now and again. Like, um, but I'm I oof, who has those songs that make you go climb back in off the ledge? I'm trying to I'm trying to think of one. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I mean the one that comes yeah, to mind, isn't that well that there's a doubt but isn't there third eye blind I wish you would step back from that ledge my friend yeah but that I mean that that was more about about mental illness are you I, thinking about like anything in the Lana Del Rey range like Lana Del Rey is what happens when a rich person becomes a an Instagram filter. <laughs> Man, Dave, rehab girls love Lana Del Rey, right? Oh, yeah. They fucking love her. They love her. They're like, turn it up, blue jeans. And it's like, it's a whole thing. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, probably probably Lana Del Rey. Um, uh, I, I thought about this the other day. I was like, I don't know if my depression was really that bad in high school or if I was just listening to all the Lincoln Park. <laughs> no, Me- Meteora is a hot album. Okay. I, I, I yes, it is a hot fuck. album. I but listen to the lyrics. Else. Just take a moment to read the lyrics one more time. Oh yeah, my my like, favorite. Well, yeah, my well, fa- that, people oh, were, the people were surprised when Chester killed himself. I'm like, were you really listening? <laughs> yeah, my my the cat was the cat was listening the cat was very much in, into it. I, I my favorite band in high school was Portishead. Uh, so let's just, let's just take a moment. (laughs) That's some dark music, but I, yes. Oh, mm, uh, uh, Beth Gibbons is a delightfully tortured human. Um, but I, and I also aged myself. I saw them at Coachella. I wept. Um, it was fantastic. Um, (laughs) I, I, I do have to, you know, it is interesting to know that I would be interested to know in terms of relationship or just like in life in general, like, because one of the things that that comes with like heartbreak, as Dave was saying, like the, the heartbreak of it all is a necessity for forgiveness. Like, how do you experience forgiveness in your life? Um, I, I do try to live honestly and openly i try i try to to not need forgiveness uh you know that thing it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission yes that has never been that's never really chilled with me um me neither you know i yeah i grew up i grew up in in a like baptist home i went to catholic schools and you know while a lot of their teachings did not uh, stick with how I wanted to live. A lot of the, you know, don't be a bad person stuff did. So I, I find it's just easier for me to live in a way that's like, it's, it's less imposing upon other people. Like, don't, don't be a burden. Don't, don't be a dick. Don't, don't screw someone over unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, I, I think about uh, producing my last puzzle and how one comic got screwed real bad by me. Uh, I like my bank account got 
packed. I lost like almost a thousand, two thousand dollars mm-hmm. uh, on the fest. So like we didn't make a whole lot of money, but there was money sitting in the account to pay things off on the last day. Um, yeah. I think I think I was going to like break even and or make like a hundred dollars profit just for me personally. Uh, and then someone got in my account. Um, so that went away and it took me forever to come up with the money to pay them off. And I think about that all the time. That sounds like something, it sounds like you're taking responsibility for something that. In, control. Yeah. That was out of your control and that you, you made it right. You know, once was there guilt around, like you should have had like extra money for people to not steal, like hidden in a mattress or like what, where did the guilt come from in there? The guilt more comes from like, I know what it's like to, you know, to be told, oh, you're getting X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then it comes time for you to get X, Y, Z. And they're like, actually, no, you're not. Sorry. Uh, and I, JK. Like, I felt yeah. guilty about it. Yeah. And it, it, it took me a little bit longer than I would have liked. It took me way longer than I would have liked to have, to have gotten it taken care of. Yeah. I, I fucking hate uh, owing people money. I absolutely despise yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like this isn't this isn't like oh this is a bill collector this is a nameless faceless person this is a person that I asked to do a thing for me this right. this is a person who took time out of their life to come make this special for me to like to be a really big part of my festival and got screwed mm. man I yeah. so I guess I I guess uh, try to live try to live as honestly oh, okay but. Also, uh, there, there's a caveat to that where, you know, you ever meet those people who are just like, oh, I'm living honestly, and then they're just a huge dick all the time. Oh, yeah. Because they're, yeah. you know. <laughs> Honesty yeah. without compassion there's is no, brutality. No yeah, 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 yeah. The next question, Dwayne, is what has been your most surprising apology that you've ever made or received? A surprising apology. Um sitting at a cheesecake factory on in February, 2011 with uh, the mother of my friend after having almost killed both of us mm. in a truck accident and just eating a soggy chicken wing. And I, just, I was like, I'm so, so very sorry. Mm. Oh my gosh. And she was oh. like, I mean, she's like you're alive, but yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm so very sorry. Like you, yeah. you don't under, you don't know. I, I'm so sorry. She probably low key wanted to kill you for a second, but then was like, everyone's alive. It's fine. Oh, I assume if she lived in town, she'd have got her hands around my neck within the hour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think she forgave you with your apology or was your apology just keeping your side of the street clean? Um, it was, it was more of a just like just so you understand i know i fucked up you don't have to like i didn't anticipate her like i i anticipated her yelling or screaming or or causing a scene at some Mm -hmm. point but just letting her know that i know i fucked up you know even even to whatever this you know degree of it was out of my control like i know that i had to take some some of the as much responsibility as i could for that for that yeah. event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I couldn't just be like, Oh, <laughs> we, 
we laughed it off. No, like you, yeah. you have to take take the time and you know let mm. people know that you know they they've been impacted and you know you're you're not happy about that. Yeah. It's I mean acknowledging the reality of of a, of a situation that's you know I, I, for for all intents and purposes life and death you know mm-hmm. like that that takes uh, a, a lot of self-awareness. Um, and I know you said you grew up in a Baptist home, uh, but our next question is, uh, what does your spiritual practice look like on a day-to-day basis? Do you have one? Um, you know, meditation, exercise, like what, what does it look like for you to keep Dwayne right spiritually? Um, I, I've been upping my fiber intake. Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to be. I, I felt like I was really full of shit for a minute. For a minute there, and I was like, I think this is making me a worse person because I'm just heavy all the time. It's. It, it is very true. Uh, this is. This is uh, for a road comic. Uh, digestion is a huge thing. It really makes you think uh, about your life, yeah. about how you're doing, because um, you eat a lot of crazy gas station food, and uh, none of that's high in fiber. None of it. Yeah. Um, I like, I like to go on long drives and I like to think while, uh, while I'm driving, uh, it is the best part about being a road comic outside of, outside of that first two minutes where you step on stage and you're like, I don't know if this crowd's going to love me or hate me, but they're going to laugh. Yeah. So I, I like to drive and I like to like, you know, look at the country while I'm driving and just see different things and, and, you know, and in a good drive, I'll see a dozen to two dozen different cities and towns and see just like how the world is. And you feel you feel like a big part of the of the world and like a, such a small part of the universe all at once. Because you're you're like you're driving through a small town, you're like, wow, I'm so much bigger than this. And then an hour later you're at the foothill of a mountain and you're like, Oh, I'm so much smaller than this. Right. It's a good way yeah. to keep yourself right sized. Um, and, and you spoke, uh, you spoke of the universe and that's kind of a little bit in line with question 11. Like, uh, do you have a relationship with a higher power, uh, uh, like, uh, or not? You know, like what, what, what does it look like when you, when you think about your relationship to the universe? Um, I, I don't care for organized religion. I, uh, I had too much of that as a child and I don't care for it currently. Um, I, I, I am not naive enough to think that I know what's out there. Um, I like the theory that everything is energy and energy is eternal. Mm. That feels, that feels right. You know, it feels like, yeah, this is just, this is all just energy. Yeah. There's good energy, bad energy, you know, uh, and, but in a hundred, two hundred years, the energy that I am today will be something entirely different. Exactly, exactly. And that I once had a a, a comic tell me about before a show. I was really nervous. I was about like a year in, and he texted me. He's like, "How you feeling?" I was like, "Super nervous." And he said, uh, "Just remember, in a hundred years, none of this matters." <laughs> And I was just like, oh, that gives me peace and that we are energy. And in a hundred years, it matters in the fact that like energy is transferred. But at the same time, like it's all it's all just like we're giving and receiving of one another. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just uh, 
I don't know. It's little, it's little molecules all touching each other. Have you seen Midnight Gospel? I always yell about Midnight Gospel. I feel like they really got that right in that show. And that is a comedian's machination. You know what I mean? Uh, what, what's it called? Uh, Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Midnight Gospel. It's a Duncan Trussell situation. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a situation no, is the right I, way to describe it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Um, oh, there, there was something I watched recently and it had, it had like really good. It had like a really good underlying message to it, and I I wish I could think of what it was. Um, but uh, you know, I'll try and think of it, and then we'll be here, we'll be here for four hours, and then we'll hang right. up, and I it's, I'll it's think of it immediately. Hit, it's hit you as soon as we log off. Exactly, exactly. Right, but I right. I love that we're all we're all energy blobs, just loving on each other. We're transferring energy. You know that's that's beautiful, yeah. and we've gotten to the last question in this podcast the speed round version of this podcast uh what (laughs) is one thing that you would tell somebody just like you in the world like going through the same things the same experiences what's one thing you would tell them um i remember what my dad told me my first night of doing stand-up i I texted him and a bunch of other people that i that i was going to do it he said you know that old saying to think of your audience as naked uh don't do that that's really creepy (laughs) (laughs) that needs to go in the comedy 10 commandments i want there to be a big wall here in la with like 10 commandments about like you are not your job and also don't think of the audience as naked that's super creepy you're being creepy don't be creepy unless unless you're doing a gig for a nudist association then the audience is already naked yeah they're not putting clothes on them I'm just yeah. in my head. I am dressing them up. New Dude. frocks for everyone. Um, one thing I, I could tell people who are in my situation or in a situation similar is take a breath. You, mm. you, you can put this project down for an hour and come back to it. Sometimes all you really need is to like walk away and like go do something else for a little bit and then come back and look at it with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Because literally almost nothing is life and death right yeah yeah that's so true like whatever's happening right now like yeah you, yeah you've got your deadlines yeah you've got you know what you want to get done but what's happening right now almost nothing is life and death so that, that used to be my mantra when i was a manager at a treatment center was um excuse me but like have we gone to the ER today? Has anyone gone to the ER today? No? Okay, good. Then we can take it down a notch because what we're talking about right now is chores. <laughs> like, like, it's a completely different... Is, it, is the building on fire? No, it's not. Let's everybody chill. And I find that comedians treat comedy, not that we shouldn't treat our jobs seriously. We should take our jobs seriously, but comedians treat comedy like it's a life or death situation. And it gets back to that thing of like, it's because our identities have been tied to our jobs. So it's, yeah. it's when you pull Which I your, think is such a typically American thing where yeah. you are your identity. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I went to a party in DC and it was like, it was like a, like an A-list gay party. And they kept asking me what my job was. I guess you feel me out to see like how much respect I was worthy of. 
And after like the third guy asked me what, what I did for a living and like, I could see he was just waiting to tell me he like worked at the white house or some nonsense. I was like, Oh, I'm actually the third largest heroin dealer in the Midwest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. When I moved to L when I started doing comedy, cause I'm like a, I'm like a small town girl uh, from Northern California. And yeah. I ask people all the time. I'm like, what do you do? And it's not because I'm asking, what can you do for me? How much energy should I give you? How important are you? What I'm asking is, what do you do? Because I'm interested in getting to know you. And my friend told me, she was like, you can't do that. You can't do that in entertainment. People don't hear that question the same way as other people. Um, And people don't ask that question the way that you do. So you just got to remember that like, no one's going to, no one's just going to say that question. That's so funny. The third largest heroin dealer in the Midwest. What was their response after that? Were they like really into you? He was like, oh, why are you the town? I was like, to meet a senator. Can't tell you which one, but it's a show me state. I love it. Oh my gosh, we so, did it. <laughs> this is the end, but you, I cut you off. What else would you like to say? All right, we've reached the end of the questions. Uh, and I just want to say thanks for coming on, Dwayne. Uh, it was, it's been a delight to talk to you. Where can people find you uh, on social media and, and get your albums and your comedy? Uh, you can find me on uh, on Twitter at Life's the Party, all one word. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sunny Dwayne. Uh, that's where I post the tweets that are actually really good. Um, you can find my album on Spotify and Amazon and all those places. Uh, it's my last one is called Shame Flashbacks. Uh, my first one's called Drunk in a Basement. Um, <laughs> there's a theme to my life, uh, and you can visit my website DwayneTube.com. It's it's where I keep. Uh, links to all the episodes of podcasts that I've been on because I, I, <laughs> I'm a frequent podcast guest and I love those episodes and I don't want to ever lose them. Ooh, flex. I like that big flex. You're like, I'm a frequent podcast guest. I don't know if you know this, but she gets, she books, <laughs> she books. Okay. She, she books, honey. She books. <laughs> Anna, where can everybody find you and the podcast and everything? That you can find me at Anna Via's phone on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. Uh, I I have a, I will update my website. I need to update my website. Um, and you can find this podcast at 12Q Pod on Twitter, Instagram, um, Gmail. You can reach us, send us some questions. Um, keep you know, uh, keep informed with us. Find out if we are, uh, if we're having live shows. We just had one. It was fabulous. Thank you so much for showing up. And Dave, where can people find you? You can find me at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy. And uh, you can, you know, buy some hot sauce if you feel so inclined. HaHaHotSauce.com. So and please send us some emails at 12QPod at Gmail. We're going to try to do an episode with audience questions. So if we can get 12 emails and 12 questions, we will do an audience questions, 12 questions. And they don't have to be like like serious questions. They can, can be, be anywhere. They can, they be, can be anxiety farts. You can ask me about my, my curl treatment. You can ask me about how my skincare routine. You know, you can ask about the cat cats there's multiple cats on this podcast you can ask about anything but we'd love to hear from you um and how we end this podcast every time Ooh, ooh, she i got in okay uh uh how we end this podcast every time is um dave if nobody's told you this today love you 
<laughs> and Dwayne, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Yeah, I love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. I love you guys, too. Thank you so much. Oh, and if you're listening out there, yeah, 12Q World, what, what, what we got for him, Anna? We love you. Love we you. did it together. Look at us. We're like an improv troop. Guys, we love you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>